Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about a potential trade that we might see in the future. I'm going to be talking about three different guys here that we think are, one of them has to be the odd man out at this point if this offense doesn't improve. Now, I will say, would not expect to trade anytime in like the near future. This is more a month plus down the road, maybe before the trade deadline if the Potters are really like pressing to try to get more offense because as, as we all know, the offense has not been good so far. But there are three guys, all defensive first players, and it doesn't seem like the Padres can afford to have these guys and the catcher position be weak offensively. Um, so we think that one of Hassan Kim, Trent Grisham, or Jake Cronenworth needs to get traded. If if this resumes, let's say Kim bounces back or Cronenworth bounces back or, or Grisham bounces back, even though that one seems, that seems like the least likely. But if one of those guys really starts performing and it puts them in a better spot and the offense starts improving, of course this won't be the case. But if that doesn't happen and we're in June or July and we're looking at it and going, wow, all of these guys are under a 750 OPS, under a 740 OPS maybe where they are right now, and the offense is still struggling in the bottom of the order is leaving guys on base left and right, like how Trent Grisham left nine guys on yesterday. If we're still seeing that, it's going to get to the point where one of them needs to get traded. So Isaac... If you're looking at this, first off, let's talk about Jake Cronenworth because I think he's the least likely, at least in my opinion. So do you think there's a decent chance that Jake Cronenworth gets traded? Because I think the extension almost virtually locks him up, even though he's kind of in this category of defensive first player. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're you're right. I kind of think this extension locks him up to be a Padre throughout the rest of his contract. Um, I understand he's not performing right now as a first baseman. The thing was, is that he got that contract as a second baseman, he was never a defensive first player until he became a first baseman. So now offensively, he's not putting up first baseman offensive production. Now you're kind of in a dilemma because you got two guys in your infield under a 7, 740, 730, shit, even a 720, I believe, OPS. You got two defensive first players in your infield now. A team can really only afford one or two defensive first players in today's era. Then you have another one in the outfield being Trent Grisham. We'll get to the other two later. Right now, we're just talking about Jake Cronenworth. It seems like his bat is starting to heat up. He's starting to get hotter at the plays. OPS has gone up around 40 or 50 points in the last few games. He looks good at the plate. I still like his um, his approach at the plate. I think he's putting up good at bats. He's just not finding it right now. And you guys probably know Jake Cronenworth is probably one of our two, three favorite players on the Padres, um, even after the addition of Soto, Bogart, so maybe we're a little biased, but that contract essentially locks him up to be a Padre, at least for now and in the future. Because, I mean, $11 million for the production he was putting up as a second baseman or $12 million, whatever it is, that sounds good to me. Three, four, what was he putting up? Like a three war, four war consistently these past few years? That sounds good to me. He's not putting up a – I don't know if he's on pace for it right now, but I don't think he's putting up a four-war as a first baseman because he doesn't put up the offensive production of a first baseman. And that means there is one odd man out, at least in the infield, because even though he's not producing as a first baseman right now, his numbers at second base would be better than Haseong's. And I, I like both of them. I really like both of these guys. If I had to pick which one we could trade, we'll talk about it later. I keep trying to move forward. But talking about just Jake Cronenworth, man, he's finding himself at the plate. I understand that, you know, last year was kind of a down year for him compared to the year before. And that's kind of carrying over to this year. But 
I think I have the most optimism in his numbers going up out of the three guys we're talking about right now. I have the most optimism in him fighting it at the plate. He's shown it time and time again. The back of his baseball card or his fan graphs page shows he's a pretty damn valuable player. He's been valuable for the Padres. He had one of the most important, one of the most clutch series in all the Padres history against the Dodgers. So this is a guy that I don't think we should trade. And I don't, not only because I think he's too valuable for the Padres, also just don't think a team's going to really give us much for him. I think he has the least value because of this contract. If he was on the contract he was on before, he'd have a good amount of value, maybe even the most. But because of this contract, out of these three, he may have the least amount of value between them. He might not net us what Haseon Kim or Trent Grisham will net us. And um, I don't think you can afford to pl- platoon Gr- or uh, Cronenworth and Kim. I don't think you can afford to do that. That's too expensive of a platoon, in my opinion. So um, all in all, man, I'm, I am absolutely not in favor of, of seeing Cronenworth go anywhere. I think that as a second baseman, he's super important. He's super valuable. And I know people are going based off B-War when it comes to Haseon Kim. I know he has above a 1B war, but there's guys below him that have much better numbers at the plate that have a lower B-War. I don't like using B-War. I always think F-War is the way to go. Um, I don't know what, what his F-War is right now, but um, I, I know that. From what I see, I think Jay Cronenworth is, is the most valuable out of these three. And even if the salary is the highest, I think it's worth it when he's at second base. Yeah, and something to add. So I started diving into his defensive numbers right now because you're talking about just, just the value offensively at first base. And I feel like that one's very obvious, right? Everyone knows, you know, your big bats, a lot of times they're going to be first baseman. Having a guy that's a converted second baseman, the first baseman is not normal. Not very often do you see that. And it's not like it hasn't happened. It's definitely happened, but it's just not as common. So looking at Jay Cronenworth defensively, his outs above average right now are 44 percentile. So say you like defensive runs saved. He has zero defensive runs like DRS right now at first base. He has one at second base. And last year he had two at second base. And in 2021, he had five at second base. If you go back to outs above average at second base last year, 82 percentile, 2021, 69 percentile. So he's in the red on on all of them when it comes to second base. First base, you just don't really make as much of a difference defensively. It's not that he's a bad first baseman. I mean, like anyone listening, like, do you guys think that there was like a play where he like completely botched the ball like we saw Hosmer do for years? No, it's not like that. It's not like it's bad, but there's just not value there. So if his bat's not playing as that spot and – Fielding at first base isn't as important if you're just like not like, you know, if you're just not terrible, then it doesn't really help him playing at first. And I feel like I was even like not sure if that would be like that big of a deal. It is though. And it, we are have already seen that. Like that's not good. I don't think that's going to change. I feel like with some stuff, like we can look at it and these guys' numbers can adjust and stuff. That aspect of him being valuable is not going to change at first base. I would be shocked if we if they go through the whole season like this and it changes at all, I would be very, very surprised. So I think you definitely got to keep, keep Cronenworth. And it feels like we're almost talking ourselves into it right now. We still have two more guys to talk about, but like we are literally just saying you got to move Cronenworth back to second. So let's talk about both Grisham and Kim at the same time. Um, I think it's very interesting. Cause I feel like it's hard to tell who would be more valuable to other teams. Cronenworth or 
Cam has one year after the season on a contract. He's making seven mil this year, making seven mil the year after. I think Grish has a little bit more control, not making any crazy money or anything like that. But first off, Isaac, who do you think would have more value in a trade? And who would you rather move? Who who do you think is the guy to move right now? That's a it's a tough question because if if I had to pick just based off who I really wanted to move, it would be Trent Grisham. Strikes out a lot. Leaves, I mean, he's left a lot of runners on base, but it's not like Kim hasn't left a lot of runners on base either. Um, but who makes the most sense to trade? Who's going to net you the most? I'm going to go with Hassan Kim. And this all coincides with moving Jake Cronenworth back to second base. He's been your, you know, one of your top three, four best players, um, at, at least in the offense. He's been one of your best players ever since he's joined the Padres at second base. There was no, I, 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 the whole time I really didn't believe there was a need to move him. Even in the offseason, I really, 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 really wanted to trade Haseon Kim. And I know everyone loved Haseon Kim and everyone expected a big, big, you know, year from him. But up to this point, it's not showing. And it's not like we have much evidence that his numbers at the plate are going to improve drastically. 20, I mean, his first year in the league, he had a 626 OPS. Last year, I believe it was barely above a 700 like 10 or 20 points above a 700 this year. What is it like a 680? That's probably 40 or 50 points less than Jake Cronenworth last year in a down year for Jake Cronenworth. That is 40 or 50 points less. And I understand people are going to say, well, what about Haseon Kim's defense? How about Haseon Kim's defense? I, I don't really recall a game where I thought, wow, Haseon Kim's defense saved the game. Not this year, at least I don't, I, I can't think of one. And I'd love to be proven wrong, of course. I always love to be proven wrong if, if that's the case. But it's not like Jay Cronenworth's a drastic downgrade in defense at second base. Not at all. Like, Jay Cronenworth is still a pretty good second baseman defensively. And offensively, been one of the three, four best second basemen in all of baseball. Top three or top four up to this contract and that's why he earned it is because he was one of the best second basemen in all of baseball so i'm a big advocate of moving jake back to second whether that means matt carpenter seeing more playing time at first or trading for a first baseman i'm all for it that comes at the cost of haseon kim if chase was here chase would be saying that's the heartbeat of the team you can't get rid of him i would say that the heartbeat of the team is not winning you games right now and that's that's the business. It's all about winning games. Whether he's a fan favorite or not, it is all about winning games. That is the expectation of the Padres this year is to win the World Series. And you have to maximize the value of your players on the field. In order to maximize the guy that you just paid, you have to move him back to the position that you just paid him for doing good at. There's no, there's, I mean, it, it seems obvious to me. I understand to some other fans because of their affinity and their love for Haseon Kim that you don't want to trade him. I don't want to trade Haseon Kim. I like Haseon Kim, but it makes the most sense. And I understand I, I, the reason I say it makes the most sense is just because Haseon Kim will probably give you a three war, two, three war, four war maybe. But I just don't think he's the right fit for the Padres. Trent Grisham's already a defensive first guy. Haseon Kim moves Jake Cronenworth out of his position. 
So now you got three defensive first guys. You got to get rid of one. And if Kim's the one that's easiest to get rid of and gives you the most, you got to do it. We need a catcher. We may need a first baseman. We may need a pitcher. The only guy that I'm really confident that if you package him with maybe mid-tier prospects, you can get a valuable player and win a trade is Hassan Kim. Um, Now, sorry, I'm talking forever. But um, when it comes to like Trent Grisham, I would I would love to trade Trent Grisham. And the easiest argument people will make is, well, why wouldn't you want to trade Grisham when you could just move Tatis to center? Tatis just learned right field. He just learned a new position. This is all new to him. He didn't exactly look good in center when he played. In, and granted, this was on the fly. Maybe he'll look better now. But he didn't look good in center. And I just feel like it is too soon to move him over. I understand he's the best athlete on the Padres. But I don't feel like this is the move that you put him in there all of a sudden, that you make this sudden change. This feels like a move that you do over the offseason. Um, and understand Trent Grisham is insanely, incredibly frustrating. I, especially lately, I hate seeing him at the plate because he, so, he strikes out a lot. He struck out so much these last few days. But if, if people want to make this, you know, glove first or how about his defense argument, this guy's won two good, two gold gloves. He has, he hits for some power. It's an exchange. Haseon Kim hits for contact. He doesn't hit for much power. It's an exchange. Both of them are gold glove guys. One hits for power, one hits for contact. I don't think it's much of a lose-lose, whoever you trade. Um, just one's a fan favorite and one is absolutely not. <laughs> but uh, in terms of what makes the most sense, just off the top of my head, Haseon Kim makes the most sense to trade. So let me throw a different scenario in for you because that's what I was thinking at first too. However, another thing you could do is you could rock with similar stuff. Maybe you trade for a first baseman. You get a first baseman somehow. Um, you get a better bat there, right? You move Cornworth to second. You could also just trade Grisham and keep Kim and have Kim be a depth piece again because Kim was signed to be a depth piece initially and that's his best role. Look at what's happening right now with the Padres. How many times have you all seen Odor play? A lot, right? We see him in the game very often. You can value from having Kim. You can bring in Kim off the bench as a pinch runner late in games with how important it is to steal. He can still be super valuable for you. He can play in the infield all the time. You can, you know, let's say Manny's banged up and takes a while to come back or whatever that is. Manny can come back in DH for a little bit. And Kim can just play in the infield. If if he like that's not gonna happen right now. Obviously, you don't have anyone to play first, but like, you could do that, right? So if you had a first baseman that you, instead of Crone. So why not keep Kim? Trade Grisham. Grisham probably has the most value. Kim only has one year left on his deal. He makes seven million dollars a piece. Grisham has after this year has two more years of control. He's a two-time gold glove center fielder. And people are gonna look at him and go, we can fix him. Maybe they can. I I feel like I've watched enough Trent Grisham to not believe that he's ever going to figure it out. But maybe he can. And people are going to continue to talk to about that. I mean, we end up talking about it every time he gets hot, right? Like, we always get excited. Like, even if we're like, yeah, we know he's going to go into a slump. We still are going to get excited because when he's playing well, he's good. Like, when he's hot at the plate, he is a really, really crazy player. But he gets hot for like a week or two. 
and then he's bad for like a month or two. And you just can't be good a quarter of the time and terrible the other amount. Like you just can't survive like that. So, and we see how inconsistent the Potters lineup is. So like, I think trading Grisham makes the most sense. And then the question is, what do you do at center field? It's a hard spot to replace. Dude, I admit this is obviously a downgrade, but you could be potentially upgrading first base and catcher if you move Grisham and some prospects, right? And and as we get closer to trade time, we'll talk way more like specific deals and stuff. But like, just in theory, that's the spot. Those are the spots you're going to try to upgrade. Most likely it's going to be catcher, first base, center field, or right field if you are going to move Tatis to center. You can upgrade those spots and you toss Azucar in center field as your main center fielder and you add another outfielder, like a competent outfielder somehow, whether that's waivers or something. I, I don't know, bro. Go get Jerks and Profart back. The Rockies suck. What is he going to cost you? Nothing. Like, and that's just a random guy that I'm thinking off the top of my head. But like, Azucar is faster. He's a better threat on the base pass. He's not as good defensively. But go look at his baseball savant page. He's 95th percentile fielding-wise, basically. And he's fast as hell. And he puts up better at-bats than Grisham. He's not going to hit for any power. Grisham's going to have 20 more home runs if he plays the whole year. But he's not going to even be that far below his numbers offensively, having 20 less home runs. Because we always just want to look at the numbers. What's the overall numbers? You can't just look at Grisham's overall numbers and get the full picture. You have to understand what's happening where he's an automatic out and he's going to leave nine guys on base sometimes. It's just the reality of the situation. Is he like an entirely like defective player? Like, ter- no, he's, he has value. He still has value. But with what the Padres need, I think he's way less of a fit. And I think you can have Kim as a depth infield piece and he's still going to play 80 plus games in a season. Like how many games did he play his rookie year? Kim played 117 games that season. 117 games. That's almost a full season. Now, he had just under 300 plate appearances, so that's like half a season right there. But he's also going to always hit low in the lineup. And like, so it's like, dude, that's that's a great role for Kim. All of a sudden, Kim's still the heartbeat. He's still coming up, pinch running, doing stuff like that. Coming in late in the game defensively. Like, he's still going to have so much value. So I think that's your best bet, honestly. But... I don't know. What do you think? Would you like that idea? I feel like I was thinking about that when you started talking. I was like, you know, you could do this. Yeah, there, there's there's obviously multiple avenues that the Padres could explore. Um, <clears throat> it's hard for me to, to have confidence in, in seeing Jose Azucar as maybe a full-time starter. A platoon player makes more sense. It feels like that's a depth piece that's going to be starting, and I, I can't necessarily get behind a depth piece cons- starting consistently. I can get behind him in a platoon role. I can get behind him as the main depth piece outfielder. Um, that feels right to me. Um, it's just so hard, man, because I want to trade Grisham. I really do um, because he puts up some some frustrating at-bats. Um, and he does. You're right, man. He only gets hot like for a week or two, and then he sizzles out for like a month. And it's a recurring thing. It's super unfortunate, man. Because you're right. Like teams could be looking at him and thinking we could fix him. Like look at what he did in 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 the playoffs. Look at what he did at the beginning of this season. Look at what he did in 2020. Look at what he did in this time. Like there's a lot. There's a good, a decent enough sample size for a team to say we can fix this guy. We can make him more consistent. We can turn him into a, 
750 plus OPS doesn't dude it doesn't sound hard you turn him into a 750 plus OPS player with gold glove with a gold glove and dude you're looking at a super valuable center fielder like a three war probably super valuable and maybe there's a team out there that thinks they could do that um but there's also probably a team that thinks well shoot Kim's already a three war player four war player if we can just get his his bat to start going then we could turn him into something real special. It feels like it goes both ways in a way. Um, yeah, there's a lot of avenues to explore. Um, you're honestly, after hearing what you, what you were saying about Grisham, yeah, he might have more value because uh, you know he's got more years of control and he's cheaper. I kind of think Grisham and Kim are similar players, but if you ask Padre fans, they would say hell no. Um, And it's close, right? The only difference is one hits for power and strikes out a shitload, and the other doesn't hit for power and doesn't strike out a shitload. Because <laughs> um, I believe Grisham's average is under 200 now, but his slugging percentage or on-base percentage is keeping him up there. Meanwhile, Kim, he's over 200, but his slugging percentage is keeping him down. Um, both play good good defense at their positions. Um but yeah, man. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to to really think what are the Padres going to do because Jake Cronenworth shouldn't even be on the table. That shouldn't be an option. Moving him to second base should be your priority. Getting him back to the position he was valuable at should be your priority. Um. Yeah. Uh. You know, obviously we're going to talk about this come July a lot more. We'll have. And who knows? Maybe Kim's doing so well, we don't want to trade him anymore. Maybe Jake comes around at first base. Maybe Grisham has another two or three hot stints that keep his OPS like at around 740, 750. Uh, but right now, it's very obvious what the issues are for the Potters, and it's that they got too many defensive first guys. Um, I don't even consider Austin Nola a defensive first guy. I know some people probably do because of pitch calling. But he just sucks, bro. Like that's essentially four black holes in your in your offense right now. Yeah, and one thing that's interesting. So, looking at Kim and Grisham's number, Kim actually has a better average, better on base, and a better slugging right now. <laughs> he hasn't hit home runs. I mean, Grisham, Grisham has four home runs. Kim has four home runs. Look at that. But then remember, Grisham's gonna hit like five in one week later on in the season. It's just bound to happen. We we know what I don't know. We've seen Grisham too many too many at bats to not feel like we know what, who he is. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's also really close in terms of value. I think it's also risky to start Azokar. Like that's kind of like a. Uh, I just think like worst case scenario, if you were to trade Grisham, it's like how much are you losing if you trade him, right? Like because if you're trading, for instance, if you're trading Kim away, right? And then you just move Cronworth the second and Carpenter is your first baseman. Like if you're not adding anyone, it's not like having Carpenter at first base is helping the situation. It's not like, so that's the thing where it's like, Oh, like how is, how is like, what's actually going to improve the team the most. So there, we'll talk about this a bunch, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Who, who do you think is, what is the order that you would want to see these guys moved? Kim Grisham Crone. How would you like to see that? I would go Grisham Kim Cronenworth. Isaac, you're same way or you're flipping Kim and Grisham? Flipping Kim and Grisham? Gotcha, yeah. So yeah, let us know what you think. Um, I'm pretty confident Chase would probably go with mine because he's not, he's not going to want to trade Kim. 
He's definitely not. But yeah, all right, guys, let us know what you think. Uh, tomorrow we'll have an episode out as well. This one's coming out on Friday, so we'll have an episode out on Saturday, and we'll keep you updated on what uh, Sunday will look like and what next week will look like as well. But thank you all for listening. Uh, I mentioned it before. If we get 100 reviews on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts by the end of May, we'll give away a couple tickets. Right now, we moved up to like 51 on Spotify, so pretty good there. I mean, a lot of people listen, so we could easily get 100. So if you guys want to do that, we'll give away tickets if that's the case. But with that said, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow.